The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 419 of the Spanish Announce Table, and we've got a lot to talk about. Raw 30 was this week. The best show in wrestling television, AEW Dynamite, happened this week. We have a Royal Rumble coming up, so we will give you some picks on a show that we don't really watch much anymore. But hey, listen, we did watch this week with Raw 30, of course, and we will talk about And it's about a tradition. That. And it's a tradition. And it's a tradition. Yeah. yeah. So you got to keep the tradition. Yeah, right? you know what I mean? Right. And it's house yeah. money. And it's our so tradition. We're playing with real bets here. <laughs> yeah. And it's our tradition. It's not like we're taking this from dead people and it's just peer pressure from dead people. It's like what we want to do. So that's right. also why. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, yeah, Tim, yeah. we also, so we're going to change up the format tonight because mm. also on top of the Royal Rumble and Raw 30. Um, we got some tweet the tables. And as you yeah. all know, we love to hear from you. You guys dictate the conversation. Unless you don't talk to us, then we dictate what we want to talk about. So we're going to start with some hashtag tweet the tables. But before we do, two of the three that we got mm-hmm. deals with Raw 30. So before we really do a deep dive into it, let's take a high level overview. What okay. did you feel about Raw 30? Leaving the the episode where you like that was fucking great or yeah. how'd you feel out of it? Uh, <clears throat> I it was exactly what I expected it to be. Right, I thought it would be, hey, we're gonna get some semi meaningless settings with a bunch of random veterans that pop in that don't necessarily belong to each other, but they'll be put into weird situations often. They will be put across, you know, the camera from a newer star, uh, which all of that happened, right? And we cut dive into the individual segments. And then there's always a DX in ring segment. There's a, you know what I mean? It, those kind of things. So I expected that without much else. And, I mean, unfortunately, I think that's a bigger representation of WWE as a whole. There's a lot of wrap-up into nostalgia and a lot of kind of, Filler. There's not a whole lot of actual meat to the bone. We can discuss a major segment that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some slightly different feelings on it, I think, on this uh, trial of Sami Zayn. And yeah. So, I mean, there is that. So, I don't want to say everything in WWE is, you know, trash. But this is what I expected. Having seen Raw 25 and having seen Raw 20 and, you know, all these things that they find ways to do, the thousandth episode or whatever. Like, it just, it's... The nostalgia, like the stuff that they do that that is filler that just feels like nostalgia has even got to a point where it feels like filler and nostalgia of the filler and nostalgia. And man, maybe we're figuring out how long these things can run, you know, before well, they get or Yeah, so what I was going to say is I think, I think, and I'm going to say something here and I don't want you to take it personal, but I think they found like the Eminem format where like, if you recall Eminem's early career, it mm-hmm. was zany song, really emotional song, club song, and then buy the CD right back when we bought CDs and WWE's fallen into that same thing. DX segment, mm-hmm. poker segment, uh, fun, uh, you know, old superstars and then a really cool match with current stars. Isn't this great? Now the current, you know, match didn't really happen. The bloodline I think is what kind of replaced that. However, the two things that I don't really remember the tweet tables, unfortunately off the top of my head. So hopefully I'm not talking over this, but the two things that just stuck out like sore thumbs to me is one last week 
into Monday night, they talked about a steel cage match between Bailey and Becky Lynch. A steel cage match. The motherfuckers even made the steel cage above the ring, right? Like, not made it above, but mm-hmm. they had it above the ring all night just to not do a fucking steel cage match. That is so embarrassingly stupid. Yeah. Like, you guys should be punched in your dicks or vaginas for your mismanagement of time. If the fucking bloodline thing is what made it go, because that's what I've seen on Twitter is sure, sure. the bloodline thing, right? Then yeah. cut DX. Right. Fuck that. Going into that. Second, I said this on Twitter because I did happen to watch the segment and it fucking, I almost was a Cowboys fan and broke my damn TV. I got so upset. The greatest wrestler of all time, Kurt Angle. Now again, you can debate, but let's be honest. He's in the conversation. Was just thrown into DX. Like yeah, the biggest sore even, thumb. And here, let's let's bring that up right now. Yeah. Uh, Theo, who's live in the chat right now, he says Raw Triple X was snooze fest. Uh, he says Whoopi Ric Flair on Raw uh, because he needs the money to pay his alimony back payments but on tweet the table which by the way you can do too hashtag tweet the table on twitter like you're seeing here on the screen if you're watching this live says that's criminal what wwe did to kurt angle's introduction hashtag raw 30 hashtag tweet the table and i agree and especially to the point that like it's one thing i get what they did right now i think they did a bad job of i didn't get it until you started doing road dogs intro which by the way was like 17 minutes into their fucking walk down to the ring um, but at first they're doing the walk down to the ring and I'm like, why is Kurt Angle hanging out with them? Right now I expect them to explain it and they get there and I'm like, okay, but you don't even ever say Olympic gold medalist, 12 time champion, Kurt Angle. You just say Kurt, right? Like you don't even, which again, you know, no, I understand that. that they think the expectation is, well, everybody knows who the fuck Kurt Angle is, right? What about your 12-year-olds, man? What about your 15-year-olds? If I showed that to my son, he don't know who the fuck that guy is. Well, you know not I mean? even. Yes, I, I totally agree. The the like, hey, you got to tell the new viewers yeah. who we're looking at kind of thing. But not even that. Just it was so formatted stupid. The formatting of it was stupid because the end result was Kurt Angle is the special referee for a tag, a, a six-man tag that I can't even remember who was in it, right? You could have easily just said, you have DX come down, Road Dog does the, well, someone's missing, ha ha ha, right? Uh, he must be at an appliance store, like something like that. And then you do all the same segment. And then when Triple H goes, well, we need a special guest referee. And then, dun, 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 and then we can do, you suck. Because that is over mm-hmm. more than your fucking DX entrance. And we'd all do the, you suck. Yeah, and then there's you know your special guest. You know what it feels like? Ref. It feels like they didn't they realize him? Kurt was there until five no. minutes before the segment. They were like, Kurt? And he's like, yeah, no. yeah I've been here all day. And they'd be like, fuck, no. uh, just bro, come out with us. <laughs> like It's like, no. Jesus Christ, guys. I, I just pulled a bro on you because I got so upset. No. They fucking hate Kurt Angle. WWE. Yeah. They fucking hate him. Who was his retirement match? Was it Cena? Was it Edge? No, it was Baron fucking yeah. Corbin. What was his what was his biggest angle when he returned? Raw general manager where he got punched in the face yeah. by Triple H? They fucking yeah. don't like him. They disrespect that motherfucker yeah. all the time. 
I mean, well, I also don't know what personal issues happen with him, so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I know they, you know. Get over it. You know, He's well, cooler than fucking DX. He is, uh, he, yes, and that's a thing I think they forget, too. You've worn out DX. Oh, my God. It's not, so it's not funny anymore. Especially it's not and, funny. Even the shtick could be funny if you haven't done it every time you've come out now for the last 20 times. And it's so lazy on their part. They're even doing the, wouldn't it be great if a tag team came? Like, they're even yeah, shitting that was on a the weird whole one. For- Again, yeah. right. So, again, if, if we're diving into the kayfabe world and we're saying, I believe all of this is real. I don't then believe be like that you just asked to the void that, uh, you know, another tag team shows up and music hits. Like, I, I'm smart enough to understand production takes pre-planning sh- thought no, here man. so you got come on man like i no they hate uh, they hate kurt angle and i hate them for hating kurt angle yeah i just hate the whole him. thing with raw and let's talk about what what kata says here uh at auc kata uh, he says i saw so many jokes this past week about how most of the legends and mid-card talent will be used for another poker segment like they did with raw 25 now it's hashtag raw 30 here we are with another poker segment. Rolling eyes emoji. Hashtag tweet the table. And yes, now, to some extent, I go, okay, you know, Raw for a stretch of time, poker segment with the APA was a regular thing. So I get if that's a throwback. But to me, it's just, it's just very empty, right? Like there's just. I, again, they like, don't yeah. even do it well anymore. Yeah. They are even going through the motions. Again, Baron fucking Corbin, which I like Baron Corbin, but I'm just saying as Kurt Angle's final match, that is totally disrespectful. Right. No disrespect to Baron Corbin. It's disrespectful to the yeah. Kurt Angle character. Right. That's what I want to clarify. Yeah. But I like Baron Corbin. But even he and JBL were just going through the motions. It was it was literally paint by numbers segment. It was, what did we do at 25? Oh, well, we couldn't let him in, but then we did. And then they had the money. Yeah. And then that's when... Million Dollar Man or IRS comes in. It's like, say, fucking come on. The one thing I liked about that was JBL looking at the Medusa's title. He's like, I thought you threw this in a trash can. <laughs> like that. I was like, yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's, like that's got, a good line. But again, one that's not good, gonna... Yeah, again, they got one good line in there. And that's just how I felt. And so, again, I, I told you this off air. I, I forced myself to watch it kind of against my will because I was just like, hey, listen, we're going to talk about it on the show. It is an accomplishment for a show to have been going 30 years. Let's check it out, right? Something cool might happen. But no, man, we just got everything the same, right? Yeah, that's the thing is it's so lazy and I just can't stand it. And again, that's just, they don't give a fuck about you. Like, yeah. I just, they don't give a Dio shit about says you. says DX is dead without Billy Gunn, China, and Rick Rude. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know. Like the Lost Beatles. All right, so um, anything else about Raw 30 that I don't even... Really, the only thing that I thought was... So, again, I personally got offended because Kurt Angle is one of the greatest of all times, especially bald Kurt Angle right here. Got the action Mm -hmm. figure. This Mm -hmm. fucking Kurt Angle right here is the greatest of Mm -hmm. all time. Primal Kurt Uh, Angle. Yes, the wrestling machine Kurt Angle. Fucking love that guy. Perk Angle, as they call yeah. it on the internet, yes. is the fucking best. Yes. Anyhow, that's just me. And I understand if like, you don't feel that way. Okay, right? Splitting hairs. But, and I'm not even for like equality. I am for equality, but like, I don't need 
Hot take from Tom. I'm not even for equality. Well, no, but I don't need everyone represented 50-50 on a special show. Sure. I get it. Some things need to be featured more than others. Well, and some but people can you, be there and not. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, we couldn't get but for you to build a fucking steel cage just to not use it is so is the definition of WWE in 2023. Yeah. You guys are so fucking bad yeah. at everything. Oh, oh, didn't Charlotte wrestle somebody? Like, couldn't we have shortened that? Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, Ric Flair and Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, she's the SmackDown <laughs> yeah, champion. Yeah, right. Like, like, shorten that up a little bit. Or don't have it. Uh, Why did we need Theo Charlotte? Theo says there's also Kurt Strangle when he's a heel. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Kurt's Strangle. Best. Yeah. Um, so we had the trial of Sami Zayn. Uh, and yeah. we've heard a lot I'm about this about online. That. And, I like... I told you I thought this was really good. And I do think it was really good. And I think your response to me was you thought it was very predictable. So what I'm trying to do right now is know that, yes, yes, when I watch some of these things, it is very predictable. But I also chalk some of that up to we've watched this for 30 years. We've seen it done at all. So I don't always fault somebody for predictability. No, no, no. It's not predictable. That was not my mm. criticism of it. I, I thought the turns, right, the turns yeah. of it was okay yeah my thing is the end result is the same every fucking time yeah, we're still left with this same we're there still left with but half roman the crew doesn't reigns, like him <laughs> yeah and right. then roman yeah, reigns right. is conflicted on whether he should stay or not that's literally yeah, it's not everything. advancing anything that is a knock that i have on it so when people say oh my god it's the best storyline going on in wrestling right now i'm like mm -mm. i'm like no it is one of the better ones I will give you that. And it's probably the only good one WWE is is presenting us that I would say, sit down, watch this to somebody, right? And it has, like you said, some enthralling turns and whatever. I think they're not delivering on the on the punch, right? The punch line, if you will, sort of so to speak. But and I don't have zero faith that they'll do the natural storyline here is Sami Zayn defeats Roman Reigns. Finally. He's the guy at some point. That brings down the monster. Well, but I have zero faith they'll go there. None, zero, zilch, nada, right? Well, well, so I don't give a shit. I don't <laughs> fucking care what the end result right. is. I'm just saying fucking do something new. Because you're just doing the same thing a different way mm. every time. The, we leave every fucking episode with Roman Reigns is conflicted. The Usos kind of like him, but kind of don't trust him. Paul Heyman has to obey what uh, Roman says, but kind of feels his own way. And then Sami Zayn sitting there going like, guys, uh, am I accepted or am I not? Every fucking episode yeah. is the goddamn same. Yeah, you know what this man? feels like is an episode of Seinfeld. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> yeah. stupid. Right. And so like, like again, uh, tableshow at gmail.com. Tell me why I'm fucking wrong. I, I'm not married to the idea that I see this one way and it's the only way. No, but, like, but I would love somebody to specifically same... address what you just said. How are you wrong in that, yes, all these things have happened, like you said. Storyline went from A to B to C to D, but the whole thing is at A, B, C, and D, we were left with the same end result, and that has never changed and not progressed any further, right? It yeah. was Jay who didn't like him, and now it's Paul who doesn't like him, right? It was he was trying to defend his honor, and now he's trying to defend his honor, right? Like, it, it's just, it's every time. And it's that's what we talk about with WWE. It was like, oh, they like that? Before we go any further, do it 17 more times until they hate it. 
Yeah, but it but it's like a math equation where the final answer is four, but we're just finding different ways to make it four. So we're doing two plus two, right. but then we're doing four minus two, but then we're doing three plus one. And it's like the same fucking thing is four yeah. every goddamn time. Yeah. Now, what I will say is it was also, I think, a little more enjoyable to watch just because the crowd was really into it. And sometimes well, that yeah, makes something come great. off better. But that's what I mean. But that's where I caution people is like, OK, but don't. Give them some credit for doing something great because the crowd really was hyped and wanted to make something happen, right? So, yeah. Yeah, just, I, look, again, Jay coming to his defense was fun, but but all I'm just trying to say is the end of the episode, the bloodline was in the literal same neutral position they were in on Friday, that they were on a Monday, yeah. that they were on a oh, Friday, that well, they were on And now we said Sammy has to prove himself at the next event, which is, I thought, what he did at War Games, right? Which is what I thought yeah! he did uh, during the Roman Reigns-Brock uh, Lesnar struggle, which is what I thought he did, right? Like, all the time. During the John Cena yeah, match, right. which he did, yeah, with all the stuff. Yeah, it's just the, oh, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, but this is what WWE kind of, I mean, has been, right? I mean, it's the Vince no, McCauley of Hogan must pose. Oh, right? and Stone Cold must stunner. I mm-hmm. get it. I'm not saying, but what I am saying is don't insult me by saying this is the best storyline in the last century. Go fuck yourself. It's not yeah. even the best storyline in the last the Moxley Hangman storyline is better than this. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh, I can't wait till we talk yes. about that. He said he's going to knock out John Moxley to his wife. Yeah. To his fucking to his wife, wife, man. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. All right. Anyhow, we'll Love get to it. that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but we also have, we also have, as you mentioned, Sandy Zane's final test. Uh, this Saturday, not Sunday, this Saturday, uh, I believe at seven o'clock in the one true mm-hmm. time zone. And it is the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, Texas. Mm. Uh, we got a men's Royal Rumble, we got a women's Royal Rumble. Tim, as we go into this event, again, another quick high-level overview. How are you feeling about it? Are you excited? Or do you think you need surprises? What what on the front end are you thinking is going to happen or want to happen or your expectations? I, I expect to see a repetition of what we always get. We're going to get a few veterans pop up here. They may even pull... A, they might even go crazy and pull a new Japan person to show up, right? Like they'll do something. That might be the most shocking thing, right? Where they do this, we've got a forbidden door too, right? And it's the newest NXT signing or whatever, right? So you may see something like that, but you'll see a, you know, the Godfather enters the Royal Rumble or you'll see a whatever, right? You'll get something like that. Um, San Antonio. I'm trying to think. So mm-hmm. San Antonio. Should I don't think Sean Michaels Undertaker enters the Royal Rumble and gets no, fucking no, somebody no, no, gives no. him a damn. Maybe you know LA Knight tosses him out and then he can helps continue, you know, Bray Wyatt continue the thing. Right. Well, that would be a long shot too, but you know, I just, something like that. Right. We're going to get. Well, LA Knight's not going to be in it because he's uh, in that pitch well, dark. Uh, match. Yeah, but people do. Yeah. But he's going to get yeah, taken true. by he's the, gonna get, the darkness or whatever. He's the pig. Um, LA Knight. What? He's going to be the pig. What are you talking about? Bray Wyatt's creating his little fucking freak weirdos faction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa Bliss has already started the transition. Okay. This, this thing's going to flip LA Knight. He's going to be Husky the fucking pig. Oh, my God. If they make... Honest to God, quick side note as we go into this, we'll go back to the Rumble. Because mm-hmm. Bo Dallas is the, the fucking uncle. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But, like, LA Knight's the only thing that I like oh, about I this he's whole so good. story. Oh, he's so yeah. good. Yeah. 
He's so good. He's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, and, I need more L.A. Knight if you want me to start watching Raw more. And uh, cut the shit with saying he sounds like The Rock. No, he fucking doesn't. He sounds like L.A. Knight. Like, right. shut up. Just yeah, because again, he has a catchphrase, I've said this to people like everyone Raw, has. Like, yes, Rock had a noted delivery style, pacing, right, and sort of tone. But, but everyone he does. But he didn't invent any of those things right right you can find somebody walking down the street who will have a similar oh watch rap. any tv show right yeah, yeah. watch bones and that yeah, fucking yeah. lady right. had a tone and a rhythm i don't yeah. know it's because my wife watches bones now all the time but you know what i'm saying like yeah. so yeah whatever um okay so the royal rumble you know what i was thinking because hmm. of san antonio i think this is the spot we're gonna get and then we'll do our picks yeah. real quick um i think because it can't be Shawn Michaels. That's a top tier guy. It can't be Undertaker. That's a top tier guy, right? Mm-hmm. I think Baron Corbin gets called at number 12. He eliminates number eight and nine. Who's 13? It's JBL. JBL. And then he gets, he eliminates Baron Corbin. Someone eliminates JBL. And then Monday they go, you got to learn tough love, never trust it. And then yeah. we get that shit. That's yep. what I think will happen. Perfect. That's exactly going to happen. I have pulled up on wwe.com as we typically do on these things pull up their card so we read it live again this is thursday january 26th so we have a go home mm-hmm. show on friday that can change a few of these things so don't sue us if uh, if we're wrong here <clears throat> you mentioned la Knight being in this pitch black match with bray Wyatt, yeah but yeah, i yeah. want to mention right here on wwe.com slash shows slash royal rumble slash 2023 on their royal rumble preview quick hits where they discuss the four matches that they've got on the card here. Mm-hmm. It is Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in the spooky, evil, Mountain Dew pitch black match. They have corporate branded this mm-hmm. match with Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do yeah. Hear me out. If you have the Mountain Dew uh, street fight where the street profits take on, uh, you know, a fill in the blank tag team, that feels Alpha like Academy. it fits, right? That yeah, Alpha Academy. That feels like it fits, right? The Mountain Dew street fight. You go okay, whatever, right? <laughs> now, and is there a Mountain Dew pitch black soda that I'm missing here? Probably but the Mountain Dew pitch black. I'm supposed to be scared for LA Knight's safety is the corporate brand. Mountain Dew sat in an executive board. Again, we're in the kayfabe world. This is real, right? We think Bray Wyatt's pseudo supernatural, and he might do some spooky shit to LA Knight's anus here in this match. And Mountain Dew goes, this sounds great. Please attach our name to this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> I, like again, which is like Pepsi or something, right? Like it's right. not even Mountain Dew; it's a fucking PepsiCo or Coca Cola or whatever. Like, come on! But Tim, Tim, again, they don't fucking care. They don't care. They don't give a shit. And apparently, we're the only ones that fucking question it. Apparently, ninety-eight percent of the people watching this shit are just like, "Yeah, Mountain Dew pitch black match," and never think like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah, how that the doesn't guy, turn the, you away from this? I don't know. 
Yeah, the guy that's going to get sacrificed to a fucking uncle is uh, also going to chug a Mountain Dew before yeah. he walks into the pitch right. black darkness. Yeah, he's going to he's going to morph into a pig wearing an 80s Tim, workout outfit. Tim, I swear <laughs> to God, if they if they do a backstage thing before the match, you know how they'll go into the locker room and show him stretching. If fucking L.A. Knight grabs a Mountain Dew and like takes a, a drink pitch of it, black, yeah. Oh my fucking god. Like, He's going to take a drink of a Mountain Dew pitch black and then something's going to happen to him. <laughs> we're going to talk about AEW in a little bit after we're going to do our picks uh, here, right? But but I just want to make, again, I made the example of celebrities and the difference between an AEW and a WWE. WWE has Flo Rida. AEW has Rick Ross. Who's more hip-hop, right? Like, let's be honest there, right? And then again, look at the like synergy of what they're trying to do pitch black dark match where LA Knight gets sacrificed to the gods or you have a space jam uh AEW partnership so then the elite who are obnoxious heels come out in space jam garb and dunk the basketball and do it like it's the 1990 bulls what one makes more fucking sense like get the fuck out of here with the goddamn company man you know who wants the fucking royal rumble <laughs> Fucking the devil, because that's who runs this fucking company. Pieces of shit. Yeah. Fuck them. So they've no, got I'm their traditional that. matches. We've got this <laughs> pitch black match, which I, I mean, predicting that. I mean, I Bray Wyatt wins, I guess. Something. Oh, we're gonna do all night. of them. I don't yeah. want to do all of them. Well, I mean, it's fucking five matches. Okay. Um, so yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fucking. No. 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 L.A. Knight wins because Uncle Howdy makes Bray Wyatt seep more into the darkness and he takes him and he goes oh good and la Knight goes oh what the hell is that oh where's my mountain and then he escapes and moves on to the next thing and yeah, where's the mountain my mountain runs out. yeah <laughs> fucking christ um bianca belair defending the raw women's championship against alexa bliss this could be another could this be the bray wyatt story unfolding this year could bray wyatt uh beat la Knight and turn him into his follower and now alexa bliss wins the raw women's championship through spooky dark means and now she's you know probably not well, bianca no. belair wins. yeah i think bianca belair wins but i think this is again just like how uncle howdy turns bray wyatt more evil uncle howdy will turn alexa bliss more to the dark mm-hmm. side because if she wins well great this is as evil as i need to be but if you lose you go i have to go deeper and then that's where uncle howdy goes right. come here put on some black makeup like uh yeah, winning the title Lee. and suddenly being dark and evil doesn't make sense you're right yeah you gotta she go deep on top she's got to have a purpose for being evil yeah yep. Yep. yep okay and then the undisputed wwe universal champion roman reigns taking on kevin owens i don't feel like kevin owens wins this no, come on now. No, uh, it's Roman Reigns. And Sami Zayn beats up Kevin Owens, maybe, or tries to maybe look stupid, and now Roman's like side eye him and be like, "I knew you failed the test." Yeah, I think that'll happen. That's what, and then we'll do another prosecution of Sammy Uso on Friday Night SmackDown, and this is where the Usos actually go like, "You know what? This is fucking dumb. You're not Usi." <laughs> Remember yeah. that one time he said it? Let's all keep saying it. Lucy. <laughs> all right. So let's start with the women's 30 woman Royal rumble match. They currently have seven names tied to it on the website. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Shayna Baszler, Selena Vega, Emma. So <clears throat> this, I think we'll see more veterans in. Because, look, we've only got seven fucking names. You'll see a couple NXT folks. 
mm-hmm. you know, to fill this in. But I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Rhea Ripley wins this thing. All right. So I don't know the order. Mm-hmm. It, I assume the men's match will go last. I assume the uh, Roman Reigns match will actually be the main event. The last, not yeah, right. The, the, because I think that that's more important right now than yes, the Royal Rumble matches. Um, however, I'm going to spoil a little bit of a, a prediction I have for the men's Royal Rumble. I think Rhea Ripley's in it. I think Rhea Ripley's going to be in the men's mm, Royal Rumble okay. and do some shit there. So I don't think she's going to win the women's Royal Rumble for that reason. So I'm taking Becky Lynch because what else is she going to do? Right? What else would she do? Yeah. She has nothing else going on. Yeah, because at least these names that are on here, none of them stick out as possible. I, maybe I could see them having Raquel Rodriguez win it to just not make good on it with her title match, you know? Well, and <clears throat> San Antonio, Texas, I mean, she'll get a big pop. Yeah. No, but I'm going I'm going Becky yeah, Lynch. I think no. Becky Lynch. So if Rhea Ripley does not I could even see a case where Rhea Ripley wins the women's Royal Rumble match earlier in the night. And then the men's hit, and what you're talking about is she comes out and they're like, oh, shit, could we have somebody? She might even get to final five or something, right? Everybody's like, oh, my God. And then, because I would love that if also the rest of the Judgment Day folks are out there. The only thing I like about the Judgment Day is how they react on the outside of a ring while one of their members is in the match, right? Because they have Mm -hmm. a very sophomore, like, wow, look at my dick, right? (laughs) As this Mm -hmm. is going on, laughing at everybody's misfortune. So if they're doing that the whole time, like pointing and laughing at guys that get eliminated by Rhea Ripley, that would be the most entertaining thing, I think. So I kind of want that to happen, right? I want Rhea Ripley to win the women's. And then later she comes strolling in at like 24 in the men's and everybody's like, oh, snap, get her to like final five or even four to where you go like, nah, right? Like, nah, (laughs) right? You know what it'll happen? Even though if you wanted to throw, sorry, and I'll let you get back to that. If you wanted to throw away this because you're like, hey, we can't have anybody beat Roman, have like Rhea win both of them, right? And then how do we well, address that? Would that be awesome. right? Yeah, yeah right. that would be awesome. <laughs> no, I think so. I think Rhea Ripley will be in the men's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think she will be eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Hey, I serve time. I'm a different man, mommy. Oh, oh what? Crack and then the she oven. likes it. And then yeah. she likes it. No, she's like, ooh. Oh, notwithstanding, this is the best stuff Dominic's given us. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love how he called him condom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, it. so I'm All taking right. Becky Lynch and the women. That's what I'm doing. Taking That's Becky good. Lynch I'm, and the I'm taking Rhea Ripley. Dark Horse? Dark Horse, I'm going to do uh, Liv Morgan. No, I'm going to do... Uh, uh, who did you say? What was the what's the girl with the big? No, the other one. With the oh, Raquel Jordan. Rodriguez. Yeah, I'll take. Yeah, her I would say Raquel horse. Rodriguez is a dark horse and real wild card dark horse. Boss time. All right. Oh, get <laughs> yeah, which oh isn't my happening. god. <laughs> that would mm. suck. All right, that the was... men's thirty man Royal Rumble match. They have a few more names listed here. We got Karrion Cross, Rey Mysterio. Santos Escobar, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Amos, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Gunta, Austin Theory, Seth, freaking Rollins. Why do we do Bobby that? Lashley, Ricochet, Kofi, and Cody Rhodes. 
I feel like the easy answer is you say Cody Rhodes wins this. But probably not, because, again, I don't feel like Cody Rhodes is winning this title at WrestleMania, if that makes sense, right? I don't think he's winning because they announced it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they would have ruined that if he was going to win. Correct. So who does win? And there's other names, obviously, that, you know, this isn't 30 names I just gave you. This is 10, 11, 12. I want to do this for fun because I don't like Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't like this fucking company, so I'm going to have some fun with it. Uh, I'm saying Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man, I don't know. So, again, I, I've got to be thinking. You know who wins you this? Gotta, well, I don't know. You have to say something. This is audio. <laughs> you know who wins this? What? It's who? The Rock. No. No, no, he won't last. He can't do it. Now nah, he's gonna come in at thirty. But he won't he's last. He can't do. Toss he folks can't out. do nine minutes. And then we get the blood. The Rock line. can't do nine minutes. Mm. Mm. He will rip his ACL. They're not gonna. All risk right. So Rock is injury. my dark horse. I'm gonna say Rock okay. is my dark horse. Man, okay. Sami Zayn is a solid choice. I'm going but again. Sammy. I just feel like I think even even if we're saying Vince doesn't have any say anymore, which I don't fucking believe. Now, no. uh, no. but then we say Triple H is the Triple H doesn't look at Sami Zayn and think I can put this guy in the main event at Mania. I just don't feel that he does. So like, I feel like they do something like a fucking Drew McIntyre wins again. But to me, that's just like I, I don't think that's what they would plan for Mania. But shit, they had him lead Mania COVID, right? So I don't maybe yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going this. I'm going Sami Zayn as my choice. And Dark Horse, I'm going Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying freaking, that's goddamn stupid. Ooh, yeah. Seth Rollins. Because then you could have a showdown, this Shield showdown. They did it at Royal Rumble last year. What about year? Dark Horse Gunter? No. He's Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, again, the whole match. thing is like, they've kind of ruined the Royal Rumble with the idea that the Royal Rumble winner gets the Mania main event. Because now it has to be one of those guys that is like, Seth Rollins, The Rock, right? Or or somebody right on that cusp. And I just feel like, yeah, they might think Gunter's a guy we could move into the main event picture, but he's not, let's put him in the main event at Mania against Roman Reigns main event move up right now. You know not I mean? yet. Not yet. And I've just, unless you're the ultimate warrior who was the Intercontinental Champion, like, you know, someone like that, you're not going to hold the IC championship mm-hmm. and then also challenge for the double champion at, of Roman Reigns. Like yeah. that, Having the championship, in my eyes, always disqualifies you. Like, yeah. if you're the IC or US or whatever, like Austin Theory is not be in the damn match. for Yeah, long, like, but, you're not going to. Uh, so I'm going to say the winner is Cody Rhodes and my dark horse is The Rock. All right, my uh, winner is Sami Zayn. My dark horse is Seth Rollins. Yeah. Are you excited about this though? Are you excited? Are you going like, yeah, man, Saturday, turn it on. Or are you just going to be like, Oh, Twitter says uh, the rumble started. Better. Yeah. Turn. You know, mostly cause I'm lazy and I haven't figured out how to do it. I still have my Peacock subscription. So like if I don't have anything going on Saturday and I see social media mentioned start boy and like, you know, Royal rumble, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I may pull that up. That, you know, By the way, kinda, you know, yeah. Well, by the way, speaking of predictions, Theo says on oh, yeah, the YouTube the chat. chat, he says, I'll bet Uncle Howdy is Vince. Oh, God. Oh, man. 
I mean, isn't he a character in the fucking Firefly oh, thing? You know what we didn't talk about in Raw 30? Was the, this, the Undertaker showing up. And he does the dead man instead of the Undertaker, right? Which I get. Okay, so we're saying like, okay, kind of what to what we were saying. You do the same thing every time, right? So, okay, well, we didn't do the same thing, right? We didn't have Undertaker come out and gong and walk 14 seconds. So we went back to dead man. But then you had him in a segment with the spooky guy. And you had him seemingly de facto kind of pass a torch to said spooky guy. But now he's not in his spooky gear. Now he's in his fucking motorcycle gear that he can't figure out how to turn on. And it just like, it, and it also so felt best... like, you know what it really felt like to me was they were like, take her. Awesome. Let's write you into the show. I didn't bring my gear. What? I didn't bring my gear. Be like, fuck. Well, I could do the dead man thing. Give me a motorcycle. Like, all right, fine. Fuck. Somebody call the dealership. That's what it feels like. My favorite part of the whole segment is when after LA Knight gets dispatched by Bray Wyatt and Undertaker gets back on the bike, he can't turn it on and a fan actually has to help him turn it on. He's like, hey, if you actually hold the clutch down and then turn the key, you'll get it. And he's like, really? And like, watch it. Go back, watch it. The fan tells Undertaker, the biker, how to fucking start a motorcycle. Should have rode in on a tiger, right? Isn't he a tiger guy now? Oh, yeah, he's a tiger king guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cops and tigers. He fucking loves them. I'll tell you what, (laughs) he just loves them. Hey, speaking of cops and tigers and loving them, let's head over to AEW. And an AEW kick might be this episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, another guy who loves cops and tigers kicked off the show in AEW. AEW Dynamite took place last night. Uh, Chris Jericho. (laughs) He does love cops and tigers, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He teamed with Sammy Guevara and he took on. The Lasex gods took mm. on the team of Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Tim, let's uh, have you answer this question that I asked on our Twitter page at Table Show. I live tweet during all AEW shows, pay-per-views, rampages, dynamites, all of it, um, but not the YouTube shows. Uh, I asked the question, how do we feel about Action Andretti? Do we love them? Do we hate them? Do we not care? Are we waiting to see how this develops? So I will pose that question to you. Action Andretti in January 2023. How do you feel about him? Uh, I feel nothing. It doesn't move anything for me, right? When I see him, I'm not like, oh, this is going to be great. Or, oh, I'm going to see a cool move. You know, like I just, and even at that, we've discussed, like, even if I saw a cool move, I'd be like, great. Uh, Like, the Young Bucks can do that, right? Or... Mm -hmm. Or so can anybody, right? Like, I just, it's, there's no substance here, right? The only story that comes now with Action Andretti is that he beat Chris Jericho five fucking weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. right? So, like, why do I care that this guy is coming out and just inserted into this now? And, and so, I love that AW will do this, right? We're going to throw a guy out there. And give him a shot. If the crowd takes to him, well, hey, we got ourselves a star. But they also, if from my memory, if, if it doesn't work, they go, hey, man, thanks. You can keep wrestling on dark or maybe we'll try this again sometimes. And I think that's where we're at with Action Andretti now. It, it's not hitting. People aren't going to be like, this is the next big thing. So let's get him back to elevation. Again, there may be something there, right? Oh, Young, yeah. energetic, got a good look. Like, you know what I mean? As far as, like, he's a good-looking kid is what I mean. I don't know if he's necessarily what you would call got a great look for wrestling, but just, like, 
know what I mean? Like he's not a bad looking. He looks kid. like a wrestler. Right. Yeah. He looks like a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. I think there's stuff there to work with. It's just he, you know, I, I, like I miss Miro, right? Like we can let's why is Action Andretti here? Well, so that's one, right? I miss Miro. I miss more Brody King. Mm-hmm. I miss more of other people who aren't featured as much, right? That's on the front end, but that's just. I wish they had more time. I wish that, like I said, for my Christmas wish, I I wish that Rampage was two hours, not one hour, right? Now, I want to give him credit. That's what I was doing while you were uh, giving your feedback on on, uh, Action Andretti. But uh, during Dynamite, uh, the real Snowden, Jonathan Snowden, he's an amazing writer, did the biography for Ken Shamrock. He's done Total MMA. He's done all these things. He's also a very well-respected voice in the pro wrestling community. He said, Action Andretti, giving me real Prince Ikea vibes. If you remember him from yeah. uh, WCW, yep. where it was like, hey, this guy's good. He's never going to go past the first match, but yes. hey, he'll give you a fun first match. Honestly, both of those were the very early Rocky Maivia, right? Like if if Rocky Maivia had stopped and said, all right, well, this ain't working. I'm going to do something else. That's exactly how he would remember it. Yep. Now, the other thing that I'll say, and this is just a pro wrestling trope that is not AEW's fault. It's not WWE's fault. We've just done this since the start of wrestling, right? Pro wrestling. Uh, Action Andretti and Ricky Starks. Why, other than they don't like the JS, are they friends? Are they hanging out? Are they having dinner? If they are teaming together, because the, what is it? What's the phrase? The enemy of my enemy is my friend or yeah, something, right. You know, right? Well, then tell me that they're like, Hey, so we're, we've been getting these reps in. We're, we think we're a real good team. So, you know, if the tag division has an opening, we might actually want to do that as well. Like, give me more than just, yeah. I don't like Chris well, Jericho. But it also, and, and that notwithstanding, right? So inexplicable why they're teaming other than very loosely of like, hey, we both hate this guy, mm-hmm. which is, we've seen that done a thousand times in pro wrestling as well, right? Like these two guys hate each other. But right now you're doing that with a guy who otherwise we've been seen as going skyrocketing himself into higher territory. Keyword being himself, right? Like he's the fucking cool guy that we want to do the fucking pose and we like a swagger. Now he's got a tag along, a little mini me, right? He's got a little less charismatic little Petey pump. You know what I mean? Like it's just not, it's not feeling right. Well, and he just got out of being BFFs with Powerhouse Hobbs. It was, you just gave him, you know, two minutes above water, and now you're just drowning him again with another person diluting who's new in pro wrestling. It's diluting yeah. him. He's got to share yeah. the spotlight with, you know, people are like, that Ricky Starks guy is cool. Who's his friend? You go, ah, it's Action this Andretti. guy, Action Andretti, hey, who, you know. Hey, Action Andretti. Hey, come on, man. Put your dukes up. I'm Action like Andretti. cartoon character name. Vroom, vroom. Well, he's fucking two weeks away from being spark plug Holly. Like, uh, fucking put him in an ass uh, car. Oh, put him in an F1 car when they go to Vegas? That actually might be cool. Anyhow, uh, well, they lose uh, because uh, our good friend, um, where where is it here? I, I wrote how they lost. Uh, they lost because oh, it was, uh, Garcia. Garcia. Mm-hmm. Garcia hit Andretti with the bat, and Sammy hits the go to hell for the win. So, yeah, Daniel Garcia playing nice with Sammy Guevara, even though Sammy Guevara is giving him these hugs and, you know, Daniel Garcia is like, pause. This stuff is stupid. 
What do you think about Daniel Garcia being a foot soldier here for the Jays? Yeah, interesting. I th- we're venturing into some of this territory too again, where we we're like, is he in? Is he out? Is he in? Is he out? Is he down? Is he not? But Garcia has had sort of that conflicted attitude towards the group the whole time, right? I the think whole he, time. Yeah, he's been like, hey, listen, these guys are dorks, but this is a legend in the business who can make or break me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do this, right? Because this is gonna benefit me. By, mm-hmm. by helping him along the way, right? Whether I like him or not, you know, fuck it, right? Like, I don't really like any of you, so it's him, right? Like, if I can go, he's got the power, right? Big Dick yeah. Chris over here, right? Like, so, <laughs> that's his next nickname, you know, that's coming. Right, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, right. So I the, the part I liked, too, was when they all did the, like, rip off of the pants, and I think it was Garcia's, like, landed on Jericho's face, and they got to all stand there and, like, play it off. And Jericho's even like, son of a bitch. Sorry, <laughs> like, man. I loved it, yeah. That's where it went. Sorry, yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, this just, all right, well, here's yeah, and here's not to steal another take from someone else, but I do agree with it. And I can't remember who said it, so I apologize. I saw it on Twitter. But this, again, feels like classic Jericho AEW, where it was a great, great four-week story that is now in its sixth week. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just, you got to know when to stop. And I get it. You're like, hey, we've got something planned for a revolution where action and ready is going to go over the top. Well, motherfuckers, let's revisit it a week before because right now I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially with Jericho, who's featured every week. Yeah. And again, you can't be so like, over the head with this. I just think you could miss me with the action and ready part. It could be mm-hmm. Jericho versus Ricky. And then mm-hmm. you've got Garcia and, and Punchable Face uh, Guevara. Yep. Uh, overdoing their thing on the side, right? These could be right. two independent stories. We don't have to make this a tag team match, right? Like, Jesus, yeah. God, that was another thing. Teddy Long was on the fucking you know, Oh, yeah. Jesus. Cool, yeah. That really added to the show. He fumbled the fuck out of his spot, too. Like, every line he didn't hit <laughs> right either. Anyway, like, Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was fucking great in SmackDown. Yeah. That's the other thing. We always act like he was great. He fucking sucked. Well, but, like, um, he would hit the line. He'd come out and be like, it's a tag team match. Play out. Right. And he, he had the cadence and he would do it. He hit, he fucked them all up this time. He didn't hit any well, of the lines right. Yeah, he sucks. Um, he was cool in Doom when he was the manager mm. for uh, the tag team Doom in yeah. WCW. Loved him yeah. then. Mm. Hey, so... Uh, after Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara win, we get really heavy and we're just going to address it. Now we're going to get to the end, Tim, I'm not going to be completely honest. I might need you to tell us what happened in the main event. Cause I don't know if I can get through it because I honestly cried like a baby. Um, because after Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara win, we get a video package honoring Jay Briscoe mm-hmm. and I'm already getting choked up right now. Uh, so if you hear some cracks in my voice, I'm sorry, but this one, this one hurts way more than I expected. And it's because of the randomness, mm, right? Yeah. It's not that, you know, and I, and I don't want to excuse any, anyone who dies prematurely this young, 38 years old, last night was his going to be his 39th birthday, right? Mm. Anyone who dies young, it's tragic. However, this was not drunk driving runs into a tree. This, this was not overdose. an overdose right. of any type of drug because we like to party. Yeah. 
This was legit. This wasn't even he was texting and driving. This was another car hit. This was just driving mm-hmm. with his kids. And you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about a seatbelt. I'm not going to argue he should have or shouldn't have. I, I Obviously, I think you should. But again, we've heard of other instances. I'm just saying, let's put that to the side. The randomness, though, of just driving your daughters to i don't even know what it was the grocery store maybe yeah, i, I, I have no idea what it told was and we don't need and to i know. don't need to know right. yeah. i don't need to know but i'm just saying the randomness of putting your girls in a truck in your car driving and then you don't make it home and then i've been getting into ring of honor lately told you that off air a few different times and the briscoes are so close to their family I'm oh, about yeah. to cry now. Oh, yeah. No, that's and, all they ever really mentioned, you know? And for their father and mother to bury their son, like, that fucking gets to me mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Like, you're you're a parent, right? So you can feel this way more than me. So I'm not trying to make this about me. And I don't even know why. Like, again, I never met him. I'm just learning no, about it, him really a, now. Yeah. But no, I mean, it, it, I think it's very easy sucks. for people to empathize with this yes. story. Even if you it's don't have kids. It's an empathetic situation. Yeah, even right. if you don't have kids, you have loved ones, you know people who have kids, you know that feeling, and you just know that, like, that out of nowhere. I had a cousin die uh, in his mid-30s because uh, he fell and hit his head and didn't go to the mm-hmm. hospital. You know what I mean? Like, And it's just those things where you're like, Fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. na- now never because like we didn't because nobody mm-hmm. thought like, hey, man, hop in the car and go to like same thing here. Right. right? That that family is now forced with forever now because like we needed milk or whatever the fuck it was. Right. Or, or yeah. because of fucking practice or something like, yes, yeah. it's one of the worst fears. I think that most people have that mm-hmm. have relationships that close and it just. It, it is very impacting, and we see it across the, the wrestling universe. And and so my personal family situation, my daughter has a car in and out of a shop situation. I'm having to drive her around everywhere, and we had to pick it up to take it to another place, and it's been kind of like stalling out. And I was like, no, no, I'm driving it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? And I was like, no, you're going to follow in the truck. And she was like, why? And I was like, because if this thing stalls out and somebody hits it on the highway, they're going to hit me, not you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's on my mind because of what happened here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it's, it is, it, it leaves you with a helpless feeling. You know exactly. I mean? And it just really is a gut punch. And, and like I mentioned last week when we talked about this, cause they did have a show mm-hmm. the day after Jay Briscoe passed away selfishly. And this is a hundred percent selfishness, but selfishly, I mean, the Briscoes just had, and Dave Meltzer, you can mm-hmm. say whatever you want, but let's just use Dave Meltzer as the barometer. They just had the greatest match in Ring of Honor history. Consider that. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, Brian Daniels, CM Punk, AJ Styles, all of the names that have been in those doors and out those doors and in the ring and all of that stuff. FTR and the Briscoes dog collar match is the highest rated ring of honor match of all times and that was his last match now again i don't know if he wrestled a local show in delaware i'm saying on tv that was his last match and and that's it yeah i like selfishly i wanted to see 
chapter four of what FTR and the Briscoes would do. Would they team up and go after another faction? You know what I mean? It's that. It's They mentioned this at the end of the show, which, again, we'll get to the main event, but they mentioned Mark Briscoe. They were like, hey, listen, let's also not – this doesn't go without saying. Let's." And they were like, he's 38. Like, he he has – we could potentially see him in this business 15, 20 more years. Look at Jericho. Could have an entire career left. But we could have had that with the Briscoe brothers as well which i mean and, and again that's we're not to take away from mark briscoe and say no not at know, all an incompleteness to him but it's just that's what we've known and they were such a unique yeah uh, you know just unlike anything else that is now gone and, and 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 for good or for worse like when we do see mark briscoe that's always you know uh either fortunately or unfortunately for him based on how he looks i don't want to speak for the man that thought's going to be tied to him. Well, and that's I mean, another, you yeah. know what I mean? Another situation. Well, you would hope that people in the industry could help him. One person that I thought of instantly speaking of Mark Briscoe specifically that could help him with his wrestling career. Talk to Ray Mysterio. Mm. Who do we always chant when Ray Mysterio starts to shake his shoulders? It's mm. Eddie Guerrero. Now yep. they obviously weren't brothers, but they were just as close. Right. And so as Mark Briscoe, goes from this main event on, I would hope others in the industry could be like, hey, so this is what we know that helped out another person who may have been in a similar situation as you. So again, that's just peeking behind the curtain. We don't know. But as said, uh, the video packaging honoring Jay Briscoe was very great. I would encourage anyone, I did it today, check out on, I believe, the Ring of Honor YouTube Mm -hmm. channel, I have a ring of honor subscription, the honor club thing or whatever it's free on that. So if you want to sign up and see it there, it's a three hour blend of Jay Briscoe and the Briscoe brothers, best matches plus matches from AEW talent. So for example, the match of the night outside of past matches from Jay and the Briscoes was Eddie Kingston versus QT Marshall. Such a fun match. I would encourage anyone to watch it. It was really good. Eddie Kingston himself is obviously emotional. So you might, go down that rabbit hole, but it was really good. I would encourage anyone just to watch that match as a standalone match. Um, but I would also encourage anyone to check out that program that AEW put together. Well, and I think um, the phrasing they use that really hit me too was, Oh, I think it was the ROH announcers before that main event where they mentioned, they were like, whether you liked the Briscoes or not, like something you enjoy in wrestling is, is deeply heavily influenced I tell you what, Jay Briscoe. as I mentioned, I'm getting really a, a deep dive into Ring of Honor. Now, I was curious anyhow, before this unfortunate incident, I was curious because of the Briscoes, if I'm being completely honest, after that double dog collar match, I signed up for the trial. And today, like I mentioned to you before we started, I've watched the Briscoes versus Nakamura and Okada. I've watched the Briscoes versus Amazing Red and AJ Styles. I've watched the Briscoes versus Cody and Hangman. I've watched the, like, mm-hmm. and then I've watched their promos and yeah, like, you know, such an incredible there's team also and such incredible talents. about the Briscoes that I think we, I, we haven't even touched on this aspect of it is there are a small handful of folks that we can reference in this business that did not need the WWE's machine to help further their career. To be that, yeah, to be and that. The Briscoes iconic. are one of those acts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you had Sting. I, I mean, Ric Flair already probably you could say already established that for right. himself before the WWE. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's these kind of little things where, like, man, like, very few had enough unique ability, talent, and drive mm-hmm. to be looked at as an industry-wide leader mm-hmm. outside of that. Yeah. Young Bucks come to mind, right? They've made a, right. a whole career for themselves where they haven't needed that machine. You know what I mean? Uh, totally it, agree. But it's very few. It is very few, and the Briscoes are one that stick out definitely. Like, and, and well, In fact, it's not even that. Like, They're the type where I don't think ROH made them. They had a heavy hand in making ROH. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. They were the ones that were as the, as the ring of honor business was changing, where we're going to go with Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Well, now we're going to go into, um, you know, the Christopher Daniels and young bucks and bullet club. It was like the Briscoes are still right fucking here Mm -hmm. doing the same shit and they're going to be fucking awesome. And you're going to love it anywhere. They show up, deal with it. They get that, you know, what, you know, the road warrior pop if you will like oh if, yeah if they would have rolled out on the royal rumble the place oh, would have yeah. lost its mind you know? oh geez yeah oh yeah um and one yeah as i mentioned i was uh been watching a lot of briscoes one uh talent that reminds me of the briscoes or the briscoes remind me of this talent that i told you and i just wanted to say mm. on the podcast terry funk mm-hmm. it, they have the believability of like i'm gonna i could stab you in the fucking face with this fork or I might have some fun with it and make you laugh, but I'm authentic in both situations. Cause like I sent you that promo that they did where they were talking about Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards mm-hmm. about the jujitsu guys. Yeah. And it ends with Mark Briscoe shooting a gun. Cause he thought the promo was over yeah. and it scared Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Like they're going to kick your ass. You believe them, but oh shit. They, but they're they a bit of a loose cannon, it. but they're also yeah. they're blue collar s they're they're a little yeah. grimy they're chicken, right? farmers. They're chicken yeah. farmers right they are they are like we're showing up with shit covered boots to this yeah. and like we we're hey we got to get back to the farm boy you are wasting our time right like exactly. let's let's get this fight done like you yeah. know what i mean like that kind of, of grit and yeah. grit. and then the same thing like you said with, with terry funk it's that like it's the loose cannon tied with that where so many people can I, you know, or at least identify with them or just, you know, or knows that person feel like they know that person. And just the idea of like, almost kind of a Brian Pillman esque of like, man, they Mm -hmm. might pop this off and make this real at any moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, credit to them throughout their entire career, because as I mentioned, go back, it's not that long ago. It was early this year and into late last year, the promos between the FTR and the Briscoes, now that you know, peeking behind the curtain, that they were such good friends and there's pictures of them drinking a beer after their matches, I couldn't fucking think that that was true. Mm, right. I really thought they hated each other. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. They're really yeah. fucking right. good. So credit to them again. As we mentioned, long-winded way of saying they played a video package honoring Jay Briscoe. If you haven't seen it, Great definitely match. take your time Great to match. watch it. Uh, then we get into the in-ring action, and it was for the TNT Championship Open Challenge. It was champion Darby Allen taking on challenger Buddy Matthews. And uh, Darby Allen gets the victory here. But what did yeah, you think of the This was a match where a winner gets to paint their whole face, right? Something. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I thought it was interesting because I didn't know what Buddy Matthews was doing because he wore the mask all the way up until the bell rang. Yeah. And then he took it off. But he's got his like, half. This, yeah. Was this was like, is this a tag team breaking up? You guys got the same face paint going on here. Yeah. I, I didn't understand what that was supposed yeah. to do to Darby. 
Man, I really tell you, I know they wanted to make the House of Black, and I know he fit in with the, you know, the the storyline from the other universe, but this Buddy mm-hmm. Matthews thing is, is a miss for me also. Yeah, I think Buddy Matthews, who did we describe this as? As someone will like when you ring the bell and you show the matches, it's fine. Everything else afterwards or before, I don't give a shit about. And that's kind of him, right? Like, I bet you if he has a match at all out against Kenny Omega, we're going to be like, holy Cesaro. That boy that's goes hard, right? It was Claudio. That's oh, who yes. we were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same kind of vibe with Buddy yep. Matthews. Where the like, crowd will ooh match, and awe. Oh my God. He, yeah. will, he will look solid. You'll be like, that guy can beat people's ass. And he probably absolutely can. Like, I don't want to take yeah. that away from him either. But And then after he wins the match, and next week when we hear from him, we're going to be like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck yeah, again, was that? But at this point, you're the third best guy in a, in a faction that mm-hmm. barely gets any TV time. Yeah. Now, I will say, so Darby Allen picks up the victory. And I said this again on our uh, Twitter page, at Table Show. Uh, Darby Allen's schedule in just 2023 is fucking insane. They mentioned he was in Japan with the Great Muda and Sting in a six-man tag for Great Muda's last match, I think, in Pro Wrestling Noah. And so, like, then he comes here, and you know how he wrestles? He's not doing rest holds oh, yeah, and no, yeah, side no, headlocks. No, 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 you know no, no. what I mean? He's a live-action stuntman. Yeah, and so we've talked about this, where Darby Allen has the Jeff Hardy feel for me, where we're just kind of like, oh, yeah. we're like, mm-hmm. I get it. I get why people like him. It's not my thing, but I also don't hate it. I'm just like, all right, cool. You guys like that? I don't know. All right, fine. Right? Like, okay, fine. And what what I am impressed with, though, like you're saying, is, man, this kid wants it, right? He is, he honestly is improving, too. Like, every time he's cutting a promo, I'm like, all right, man, this kid's getting better, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's believable. And he just, it's breakneck pace, and it is intense, right? It is where it's, it borders on that uncomfortable, like, listen, man, I don't want to see you. Drozdov yourself here, right? Like, yeah, I, need I don't want you to. I don't want serious injuries because yeah. it's not worth it, right? Right. Uh, but picks up the victory here, and next week, uh, as uh, shown on the big screen, Samoa Joe is there, and he's saying, "Hey, buddy, next week the king of television, me, is going to take back that TNT championship." And I'm going to do it next week on Dynamite. And so apparently this is going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match between Samoa Joe and for the audio here, Samoa Joe (laughs) and Darby Allen. Yeah. The first match, if you recall, that they had when Joe was a champion and retained ended with the muscle buster on a fucking skateboard the wrong side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now we're going to do no fucking rules. (laughs) And I love this promo. Joe, again, this is another one where it was like, this guy actually wants to rip this guy in half, starting at the asshole. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? (laughs) Like it is going to be a, a brawl. It is maybe the best way to describe this. And I'm here for it. Right? Like he is going to yeah. throw him like Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio into the side of that truck. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a great. million percent. And I and as I was talking about earlier, I've been kind of doing a deep dive on Ring of Honor, and I talked to the talked to you about this before we recorded. And I was going to say it to the audience as well. Samoa Joe, another guy where you could argue is the pillar, the star, the fabric of the company of three different companies. You could say he is part of the foundation of Ring of Honor, which go watch 100%. any of those fucking matches. CM Punk, Kenta Kabashi, uh, Jay Briscoe, all of them. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yep. Go to Impact or TNA Wrestling and Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, all Main of that. Main Event Mafia, yep. Main Event, Scott Steiner, all of that stuff. And then you go to NXT and it's Nakamura and Finn Balor. And he first two-time NXT champion. First two-time champion, I believe, as well. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. take a step back and yeah. just like, this motherfucker. And then this promo. And then this is what he did this week is that promo. <laughs> yeah. And next week he's going to he's going to hurt Darby Allen. <laughs> like, he's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, he loves rarely delivers anything less than a B plus. Oh, yeah. Man. Everything he's been given is solid. Right. Or amazing where it's yeah. Wendy and he's talking about AJ Styles wife or it's Ugh. the towel that has his opponent's blood on it in yeah. impact wrestling or it's the longest reigning champion in ring of That's honor. That's the thing like, about Samoa Joe is that he looks like in the moment that he actually gets off on the depravity of it all. Yes. Right? Like that's the fun aspect of it where he's like, he gets wide eyed and he's like, Wendy, it's like, Hey, you're enjoying this a little too much. Joe. Yeah, right? stop. Cut. This back. Can we cut? USA <laughs> yeah. won't let us air this. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about USA right? or right. whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So after the promo, again, we get the, the news that next week is going to be Joe and Darby Allen for the TNT championship. Uh, we get a video package for Adam Cole and it's showing him kind of getting in the ring and it ends with him looking at the banner for revolution. So Adam Cole, Bay Bay looks like he's going to have a match at revolution. Any early predictions? Do you think, uh, you know who the opponent's going to be for his return match. I or do you think he comes back to Dynamite? Yeah, I, I don't know that I have any predictions. I also am just, I'm not moved by the Adam Cole. And I thought maybe the like, okay, he's gone. I really appreciate his story and his forthright discussions about it. And, and that sort of like normalizing, you know, the issues and all of that. And I understand he's a really swell dude by all accounts and a real, like, honest-to-goodness good human being. But I just don't get moved when I see Adam Cole. Is another one where I'm like, I'm told everybody's like, oh, he's so cool. And I'm like, I like I'm like, I like him. <laughs> I think he's a nice guy. But, like, the cool guy? I'm like, I, I, mean, I don't know, right? And I'm just kind of like, okay. And so, I, like, it honestly, similar to how I feel with Darby. I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess mm-hmm. I get it. But I'm just, I, so I'm not, my anticipation isn't built, right? Like, I, I watch this video, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Awesome. Great story, man. But I don't care who he fights, and I don't care if he wins or loses, right? I kind of want him to go against who we just mentioned, Samoa Joe. I think a, hey, we've known each other since, since Ring of Honor. We knew each other in another company, NXT. Um I think 
your return shouldn't happen because you're taking away my television time because I'm the king of TV. So who are you to even come back? They only gave me two minutes to piss on Darby. but Or just be like, I dictate this show. Or like, I dictate the show. I am the king of television. I make the decisions. You suck. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And then I think that would be, and they're going to put on a great match. They faced each other earlier in AEW uh, for that Owen Hart tournament mm-hmm. match right mm-hmm. so they've already had one match but now we can turn it up where joe is the heel i think we can have fun there yeah, but right. we go back into the ring and we get another guy who i just think is really good and needs a little bit more time ethan page uh and matt hardy taking on jungle hook and i like this but what did you think i'll, I'll share my thoughts after you well, share the yours. entrance of the whole Matt Hardy clan and, and, and Stokely Hathaway and all that, that was an interesting one for me. I don't, it, are we, so the, the private party kid's going to, is he going to start peeling off of this group? Cause he was like, nah, F you, I'm not saying he's the best or whatever. And he's like, Oh really? Where should, and then he's like, put my chain on. Right. Like it just, that one felt weird. It's like, why are we punking him now suddenly? Right. Like, well, they've been punking him on the YouTube shows, okay. right? So they've been Ethan page. And so they're just punking been, everybody. Like, no, guess, they're just punking well, they punk Matt Matt Hardy. Hardy and private party. Okay, they're right. like putting them down. So here's a couple of thoughts that I have about all of this. First off, Matt Hardy and private party. We've done this now with like six different people. It was Andrade and then it was um, the Matt Hardy family office where private party was doing the contract thing with them. And now it's the firm and Stokely Hathaway. You got to find something new. If you're a private party, be fucking cool. Cause top flight is lapping you right Again, now. Yeah. The-, the gimmick is private party. We started half doing that at one point when they were letting people yeah. into the, like, so deeper into the, that. And that means you're the VIPs. Yeah, Matt Hardy not, ain't making you a VIP. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Matt Hardy can't get in the room. He's old. He's fucking balding. He, do, he doesn't have knees. Like he yeah. can't get like, he ain't dropping it low here in the mm-hmm. goddamn VIP. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no Matt Hardy in the champagne room. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So private party you're getting lapped by your contemporaries because you're keep getting stuck in these. My contract is with this person. Now fucking cut the shit, Matt Hardy. I think you're good. I think you're fine. I also, again, I would rather see Miro. I would Mm -hmm. rather see more Brody King. I'd rather see more Ricky Starks. Like save yourself for YouTube. I don't need you. I don't need you on dynamite again. Yeah. Like I don't hate you and keep working with all the talent who needs you go with action and dready on elevation and have a fucking three month feud. Matt Hardy and action and dready makes a lot more sense than Matt Hardy and private party. Exactly. Go, go. I'm just, or feud or be together. You're like, just go over yeah, there. But hear me right? out. You got a, a high flying young kid. Yep. Bounce around all over the place. That feels like somebody, a Hardy would mentor. Exactly. Now on the other side, jungle hook god bless america you know i love hook mm-hmm. hook is the fucking man yep. hook is cool as shit it's hook hook doesn't need to be hanging out with jungle boy same thing that we discussed with um fucking ricky Starks. ricky starks yeah hook and and again we did this hook was on this rise of like everybody loves hook and we paused it for a second and we did this thing with dan house 
And I think we all gave that a pass because it's fucking Dan Housen and everybody and that loves was Dan Housen. And yeah. it's fun, right? But Hook like, and, and Jungle Boy, like, first of all, both of them were kind of on this, uh-oh, we're going to raise them up. But and now again, it's why, why are they friends? They should kind of be competitive. Like, they're in a similar spot, right? Well, now, that's what I want. Are we doing that to get there, maybe? That's what I want, right? So I want the, hey, we beat the firm three times in a row. One of them says, probably Jungle Boy, because Hook doesn't really talk. Jungle Boy says, hey, man, tagging with you has been great. Now that Darby Allen's beat Samoa Joe, I want to go up against him for the TNT championship. And then Hook looks at him and is like, Tony Khan said, I have the shot next week. And then Jungle Boy goes, you motherfucker. And then here's some dissension. Here's some rivalry. Because again, they're going like this. We just had Jungle Boy leave a tag team in Jurassic Express. And we just had Hook leave a tag team with Danhausen. Yeah. And then what'd you do? You put him back in a yeah, tag team. Yeah, but I almost like, hate this because, yes, I mean, I feel like I could write a bunch of stories, right? Like uh, Samoa Joe's like, he's talking shit on them. And he's like, fine, I'll take on one of you and defend the title. And and they're like, all right. And Jungle Boy's almost like, all right, well, which one, which one of us is it going to be? And Hook just fucking, whoop, see ya, right? Like, yeah. it ain't going to be you, bitch. But then- but now we've kind of shit on Jungle Boy. And now it's Hook a heel. Like, I just, I don't like the outcome moving forward of any way you would book it. Now I feel like you've booked yourself into a corner, right? One of these Hook guys has to the kind heel. of look bad. Well, Hook, Hook should, should be the heel. heel. Hook should be the Hook heel because be Jungle Boy is not going to be a believable heel. But I feel right. like I don't know that you can successfully heel. Well, here's, Hook, that, here's how I would do it. Okay. Right. Here's how I do it. This is how I felt after the match. And, and Jungle Hook wins. That's kind of irrelevant. The firm's not a real viable uh, team to really beat up people, even though Stokely Hathaway's fucking yeah. awesome. Um, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. I think Darby Allen beats Samoa Joe next week, right? That's my prediction. So Darby Allen is your champion. We've got some weeks, but I think you'll lead to revolution, triple threat, Hook, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen. That's your future. Check it out at revolution because in three years this is probably going to be the main event for all out or whatever it is right that's where i would go and then hook can take the pin jungle boy is still great but like didn't lose and then darby allen's still your champion or whatever you want hook could be the fucking champion or you know what you could do it any way to where you get the end result of heel pillar and pillar going forward right so that's what yeah, I, would do. I just but, are the are the fans going to buy into booing Hook? I don't know that you're going you to. You have to do something. Yeah, but sometimes now taking out a Jungle Boy. Yeah, could be or a thing. Just, or just, but I, I feel like have again, him a tweener. I think the fans love Jungle Boy, but I think the mm-hmm. fans also love Hook. And if we had to make a choice, I think we'd be like, yeah, Hook's a little cooler, right? Well, this is where we get the let's go Hook, let's go Jungle Boy. You're going to get the girls and the young kids going, Jungle Boy's fucking cool. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah. And then you're going to get us going like, it's fucking that hook. Fucking hook. That's it's the hook. kid with the nuts. That kid. Yeah. The coolest, right? Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. That's my guy. Right? right. So, and that's going to be fun. That's, yeah. So that's why. And then you throw in Darby Allen, who's like, I don't give a shit about any of you guys. I just want pain, whether it's yours or mine. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, right like, yeah. when they're in the middle of their arguing, he just comes in and skateboards one of them in the mouth. <laughs> or does a suicide <laughs> yeah. dive? Right, Does yeah. a suicide dive into yeah. two of them? Yeah. He needs so, to do... Remember when RVD would get up and do the, like, trash can lid all the way across mm-hmm. double drop kick? Do that mm-hmm. with a skateboard. The Van Damme hitter with a skateboard? 
I love it. Yeah, right to the it. face. Somebody's going to lose I know, a nose. Yeah, all I know is uh, that's the last week we should see firm jungle hook. All Boy and his hook. All around, though. I don't want to see Matt Hardy firm shit. I don't want to see jungle hook anymore. Let's yeah, again, I miss Miro. Turn the page, right? Yeah. Speaking of turning the page, and I hate to say it, next up we go backstage to the acclaimed and guns family therapy. And I thought, Tim, that this was not as funny as it could be or as serious as it could be. And since it was neither, right. it was nothing. Yeah, I felt like they they got close. The concept of them going like, oh, you, you were never around, but now suddenly those fucking guys, right? Like, fuck off. Like, then it was kind of like, ah, point, right? Like, mm-hmm. you are an asshole, right? And then even to the claim, be like, well, listen, I don't know anything about that. I saw you being a dick to him. And so mm-hmm. we said, fuck off. And then you said, fuck off back. So now here we are, right? Like, that has a kernel of truth as well. But yeah, then they also tried to tinge in some humor Comedy. that didn't hit. So that, you yeah, know, I, I like the core of what they were trying to get at. I think they mm-hmm. delivered it a little poorly. Yeah, yeah. I think they should have turned up the volume, as you could say, mm-hmm. on one of them. Either make it funny to where the one-liners are like, "Oh my god," or make it so serious that we go, "What in the fuck is going to happen?" Yeah. So we leave the segment with the guns or the ass boys. Uh, saying they want a tag title shot. So I think we I, get it. I, so my worry here is, do we get this situation where Billy Gunn turns on on the acclaimed and now is back with the ass boys? Possibly. I, here's what I, I would, would prefer, think... right? If we're going to okay. say Billy Gunn is leaving the acclaimed, Mm-mm. he helps maybe the ass boys, or, or I would prefer this. It's we want the titles but what we really want is if we win we don't you're not our fucking dad or manager anymore you just can't be theirs you're not there for like if he's going to go away now or something just be like you just can't be their fucking tag team and then we're left with this like acclaim loses they're staring like oh no and daddy ass is like oh no right and now it's this like they can't be a thing anymore and they're like <laughs> You know, doing their sad wave goodbye. I would prefer that maybe than this like idea that like he's gonna now turn back and see the light and help his kids and they're gonna heal out and beat the acclaimed and now we've got this feud going back and forth. I just I, I don't know that I want that. So yeah. I don't know complete transparency. I know they beat FTR and I know they're getting a lot of TV time. So there's some uh, belief backstage that the guns, ass boys, whatever you want to call them can get a push and and take it right i don't know how good of wrestlers they are but what this is what i'm hoping for if i if i could advise tony khan or the uh five he's watching right but this is what i would do i would say all right we're gonna do this match guns versus acclaimed billy gunn is barred from ringside he can't be there for acclaimed or the guns I would have it be a knockdown drag out fight where just a hand lays on one of the guns. The acclaim get the victory. The guns say, you son of a bitch, like you couldn't do it again. So then we do it again. 
And then again, the acclaimed somehow get a roll up where we go, this is awesome. That kind of a match, right? And then the acclaimed are like, we're finally the champs. The guns are like, motherfucker. But then Billy Gunn doesn't come back. Billy Gunn is, this is where we, you're done. This is fuck off, right? Because scissor me, daddy ass. Scissoring is still fun. We can still do the scissoring. Of course. But the daddy ass thing, we can kind of push to the side. Because what would be good is, again, make me miss it. And then it's more fun when you bring it back. Send them off for six months. Well, because that's the thing. We can run into a situation where we've now tied them to him. Right. And that's what I'm saying. We don't want that. You send, Yeah. You send Billy Gunn off after this trio of matches or however many good matches you want to get out of these four. And then when there's a JAS, right? JAS comes to take over the acclaim. 2.0 and Jericho and all of them want those tag titles. Then Billy Gunn in july comes out and is like what the fuck do you think i was gone and then it's scissor me daddy ass yeah. and we're like, oh. like or i even like this idea did. you do what you were saying he's gone right they they when he doesn't come back right mm-hmm. let's say yeah. a couple months come down the road they're still winning he shows up one day and he's like hey guys sorry i've been gone like let's go and they'll kind of be like ah hey listen man i think i think we've moved on right the catchphrase right. isn't there anymore or whatever and he's just like Oh, okay. And then you get the gun club walking in and being like, sucks to be you, bitch, right? Like, so they don't even love him. And he's left alone like, what do I do, right? Like, yeah, that's a fucking cooler story. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I'm afraid we're going to get him. I love my kids. and Yeah, I don't want that. I want him to go away so that when the acclaimed have their backs up against the wall and it looks like all hope is lost, he can make the save next winter, mm-hmm. right? Like at the end of the year. And then it's, oh my God. And then Tim, me and you're going to be like, scissor me daddy ass. Yeah. And then we love Crowd's to gonna do chant it again. daddy ass. Right. And we're going to do it. And then we get it and everyone loves it. And that's how we end an episode of Rampage or Dynamite, right? Like that's what I want. So anyhow, we'll see what happens. Uh, after a commercial break though, as mentioned earlier in the show, Hangman is backstage interviewed by Renee Paquette. And Renee says, hey, you were kind of vague last week when you're like, you talking about your past. So like, what do you want? And Hangman straight up says, hey, to to move forward, I'm looking in the past. And the last time we were in Ohio, I got knocked out. So for me to move past what's my current situation, I'm going to knock out John Moxley. And right now, I got to the rubber match. In his but like home. Renee Paquette's yeah. like, you motherfucker, what? Mm-hmm. And Hangman's like, yeah. Yeah. And here's again where timing could be better. But then Willer Yuta was just standing next to him because then he's like, hey, guys, well, you want to fight Friday night? And Hangman's like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Sure. The part that I really so dislike about night. that is he comes in and he's like, you know, that I get, right? Hey, I saw you doing this interview. I'm hanging out over here. So I'm right here, right? I can look past that, right? Because like, hey, I saw you here, so I stuck around to see what the fuck you were going to say because I knew you were going right. to say something fucking stupid. And you okay, just yeah. said something stupid, right? But he's like, I got that. but then he's like, Moxley will be there and he accepts. If I'm Moxley, I want to see Moxley now be like, hey, 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 hey. Of course I accepted his match and of course I'm here. But you did not ask me and you spoke for me we've got a problem and we're going to settle this after I'm done with this business. 
and just kind of leave that well, hanging, right? Like leave that hanging yeah. a little bit. So I want you to remember Will or Yuta just showed up the second that a Blackpool Combat Club member was mentioned. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind mm-hmm. as we move forward. So Friday night, we're going to get Hangman versus Will or Yuta. Next up is Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. And this is fun, right? We're having yeah. fun here. Mm-hmm. Brian Cage is working over the arm because, again, he got a big stack of cash to break Brian Danielson's arm. Well, Brian mm-hmm. Danielson beats him. Ha ha, you suck. After the match, though, Brian Cage is uh, taking a chair to Brian Danielson's uh, arm with the help from MJF. Yeah. All on the side, like on the ring post, like they're working him all over, dragging him around working like a dog. Working him, yeah. wearing him like mm-hmm. a hat yeah. around the arena. Yep. And guess who makes the save, Tim? Mm. It's not Will or Yuta. Not anybody in the in the Blackpool Combat Club, is it? Like it's yeah, it's nobody it's, in the BCC. It's Takeshita, and it's like, how is the Blackpool Combat Club a thing if they just hate Brian Danielson? Now. If you want to explain next week where Brian Danielson, who later cuts his impassioned promo, if Brian Danielson approaches him, is like, hey, man, you're talking for Moxley, but you're not helping me. And then we revisit something a few months ago where you just like, well, I don't like you. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm Moxley's yeah. guy. You're, yeah. you're just. A, and, and correct you're me if I'm it. wrong. I've heard you talk all the time about how, like, you don't fucking need anybody. Right. Like, right. You fucking. But you were bestowing your wisdom upon me, not me helping you. Yeah. So they need to address it next week because this has been multiple times now where again, Brian Daniels is supposed to be the baby face in peril and someone needs to help him. I get it. But if you're in the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, Blackpool Combat Club should fucking at all if if we get Moxley Danielson disliking each other over it too. Like, because he could even be there, be like, like as Daniels, as Moxley's telling you to. Don't fucking talk for me. Keep your goddamn name out your mouth. Uh, you don't fucking say when I'll accept something or not. Brian Danielson's like, oh, good. I'm glad I got both of you in here. Like, you were quick to fucking talk to fucking him, but not for me. And and then Mox will be like, yeah. And then it'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah, you weren't fucking there either, right? Like, like get the fuck out of here. You were at home resting your little head, right? Like, same fucking thing you said to Hangman. He'll be like, bitch, what? Right. Let's have the mega powers explode with the Blackpool Combat Club. Because, again, the Blackpool part is gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, let's just look. It was a good idea that they never were able to deliver on. So I think it's time to just. Yeah, I think this is where if you want to make Brian Danielson's uh, character even more crazy as he goes into Revolution, because we'll just talk about it quickly now. Backstage, Doctor Samson's like, "Hey, Danielson, you can't wrestle." Poor Doctor Samson really tried out his acting chops. Yeah, and Danielson goes, "You're not going to tell me shit. I'm going to go kick MJF's ass." You can yeah. go fuck yourself, right? But this is where next week or two weeks from now, whatever it is, Moxley and Claudio are like, hey, man, we're all about like fighting through the pain, but you can't use that arm at all. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you should reconsider. And then that's when Danielson goes like, you guys were never even here for me. So I'm out of this and just legitimately quits the Blackpool Combat Club. Something like that. That would be even more believable. Because if you want to keep Claudio and Yuta and Moxley, sure. But Danielson's not fitting in at all with any of this. Yeah, and I just... But even with Moxley, it's one of those where it's like... He's out... He's he's your top guy, so to speak, right? Like, it's... 
if it's not an actual faction that you're rolling around with, it feels weird to kind of have this group that you're half in, half out. So, yeah, I just kind of want it all out. But, hey, whatever. I mean, is what it is. We'll see. This Brian Danielson promo, though, was fire. Was incredible. Right? Like, he's like literally like about to fucking headbutt the camera pissed off. And I loved it. So let's back up though. I do want to get your feedback on this Takeshita. Mm. He comes out for the save and chases off MJF and Brian Cage. Do you secretly think that through this whole process of leading up to MJF versus Danielson, the one who's going to look the best is this Takeshita? Do you think he becomes the guy that wins the TNT championship or the all Atlantic championship and takes it over to Japan and defends it there. Like maybe something of that regard. I just, I think AEW, we blamed WWE for the way they have brought over Japanese talent before and then not Mm -hmm. know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I think now retroactively, I don't want to necessarily blame WWE because I feel like AEW is suffering the same thing. They watch NJPW and go, oh, my God, this guy's great. He's the best over there. Crowd loves him. But the crowd also speaks that language. They understand the storyline that's going on. And so, yes, some core wrestling fans that really love that style of wrestling will love him. But he's not going to be an MJF. He's not going to be a Moxley over here. He's not going to be a whatever. Because, uh, for better or worse, American fans just don't know how to absorb that well. Right, like well, they don't know how to get into it. Generally speaking, and there will always be for my whole existence in pro wrestling and mixed martial arts, there will always be the loudest minority that will tell you that anything in Japan is always cooler than. Yeah, we've discussed this. Every, Every there's always time. somebody who thinks that just because something is the hot shit in Japan that it is the coolest thing, and we've tried to yeah. discuss it. There's nothing cool in Japan, but anyway, <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, there's not. There is, cool <laughs> of course, thing. there's yeah. cool thing. Now, I'd, I think the way you make him work is obviously he can speak some English mm-hmm. in, in segments. He's very good with the rant of his native tongue, right? I would say let's run with that. I would say you make him, and I'm using this kind of as a really loose uh, character, make him Japanese Ken Shamrock, where he's fucking about to go off on every motherfucker, and it's why is he yelling at oh, me? I so don't fucking I, yeah, like you. I like this too. Yeah, where if like he's belligerent, he's angry, but like everybody's like, Jesus Christ, the fuck's this guy saying? But then the moment he gets you in the ring, he's snapping your fucking ankle and you're like, Jesus Christ, man, please don't hurt me. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you could get behind that. Yeah, there have been I... ways where, and I don't even want to put it all on sort of a language barrier, which again, no. I, I fault more so the American fans than, you know, the Japanese star in that regard. But. Mm-hmm. It's just that because we've had guys who can't talk get over in ways, right? Like, I mean, you could utilize a manager. You could utilize just nonverbal aggression, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned. But I just, yeah, I just don't get this. It, it's another one where it's like, I, again, I like AEW for doing this. Like, hey, we're going to roll this guy out and see if the crowd takes. And I just don't think the majority of the crowd's going to take at this well, he's having great matches, right? His match with Eddie yeah. Kingston, his match with Moxley, his match with Danielson. So he's he's doing the – that's why I want to say, like, do the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, Ken Shamrock mm-hmm. type of gimmick with him. Yeah. Um, I will say this also. This also, to me, 
just tells you how fucking great Nakamura is because of all the guys that we've done the, this is the next one. The one that just, I legitimately think is a failure of WWE is Nakamura. Nakamura with it. So again, he has walk in the room, all eyes on me, charisma. This guy, Takeshita, for as good as he is, and yes, he may be an athletic specimen. He may be a star over there. Here, doesn't have that walk in the room where everybody's like, look at this guy, right? And even Shinsuke is not, he's not doing that with like a, He's not coming out looking like he's jacked. It's just that they're like, look at this fucking smooth He's a fucker, right? Cool. Like, hey, yeah. look at a rock star, right? Like, that's the feeling you get from him. And yeah, yeah that's so not he, to say Takeshita could never. I mean, uh, we could but, probably go back and find early Nakamura where he's not that way. But Well, I'm just saying the presentation of the international star, yeah. to me, has only been cool when Nakamura did it. Yep. Because he is the fucking coolest yeah. guy in the room. Yeah. Now, Saying all that, one thing that I have realized that's not on the show that I miss. Um, how's Keith Lee doing? Uh, he... How's his belly? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Where's Swerve? Yeah. Mogul Entertainment. Like, fucking. But, but we had to have Chris Jericho's fucking tag match that no one gave a shit about. Yeah, we had to put action and ready out here. <laughs> we had Matt Hardy had, on my TV screen. Yeah, you couldn't have had Swerve bump into action and ready and just have that if you want to put action and ready. Right, like it could be another victim for the mogul entertainment. Well, and there you go. You could have had Chris Jericho cost him the match to still keep that thing going, but now we have Swerve, right? But like, I don't know. This uh, that's a side point. Anyhow, let's get back on track here. Next up, because Tim is right before the main mm-hmm. event, so you know what that means. Yeah, I know it's, what it is. It's time, time for, for the, the women. women! And this was fun. Fucking Tony Khan. All right. Tony Khan, you have to hear that eventually. Because, like, what the fuck, man? Seriously, you just have this Excel spreadsheet where you just plug and play every week. The match before the main event is a women's match. Oh, my God. Especially if it's the only women's match on the show. Especially. Mm -hmm. So, Ruby Soho takes on Tony Storm. Tony Storm has now fully gone... Heel. Yeah, I hey. like this little video vignette they showed. Uh, I like yeah. her, her entire. This is more personality than we saw in NXT. Tony Storm in mm-hmm. WWE. Tony Storm, loving this. I did like her as babyface. I did like the glasses and mm-hmm. the like. I'm standing up to Britt Baker and my old friend who's a bitch. Sure. I like that. Um, I will say though, maybe the moment of the night, even considering Darby Allen's match, that fucking booty bomb thing that she does <laughs> yeah. to ruby soho's yeah. head like yeah fucking oh, crazy and this man. match was great i love the you know we talk about this all the time right we say moves don't matter right and everybody that one you does. Know, and we discuss how we like <laughs> stories right but uh-huh. I, I even like to break it down to in in the match right like you can miss me with the 14 triple spinning over your ball sack plancha dives that the young bucks did Versus this one spot where Tony Storm fakes the nose injury, right? And gets Ruby Soho in a spot to be like, fuck you, bitch. Now your nose is broken, right? And then she's like, fuck off, right? Like, that is so much more of a story in a match with next to nothing, right? No Mm -hmm. risk of somebody breaking their neck here. Mm -hmm. And now I'm more interested in what happens following this match versus the Young Bucks 
flipping all over the place. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like I just, yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah. talking about that, that. Oh movie. no, I know what you're talking about was Jeez. that. Yeah. That move is, is severe, but I'm ah, saying yeah. like, yeah, this I know is, what you're this saying. This is, this is an example of what we're providing here. Like, yeah, the moves don't matter here. How you're yeah. telling the story week over week, that story has progressed in minute amounts and we're getting to a different spot and a full character turns and they're even doing it in a vignette and a little bit in a match. And so, then the next week on a, on a vignette, probably, right? Like, we're, we're getting little bits and pieces as we go. Like, so it's a fucking about, weekly episodic programming. Well, let's talk about the finish here. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was weird, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, in AEW's history that I can recall, the music playing has never distracted anyone, mm-hmm. except for now it distracts the woman, yeah. Tony Storm. Britt Baker's music hits. Tony Storm looks and is like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Now, they do have history, so it makes sense that, like, I don't like that girl. But Britt Baker just does the DMD. It doesn't do anything. And Ruby Soho gets the victory. Ruby Soho, to her credit, then looks confused. Like, why did that bitch help me? I don't like her. Last time we talked, we had the promo of the century for the women's division when we were talking about you're not the runaway you got fired well you're just another girl banging a guy in the back like that mm-hmm. shit was still fucking awesome but ruby soho's confused of why Britt baker helped Britt baker seems like she's now baby face because she's homegrown yeah i again i think yeah i don't like the how that pulled off because yes i think that is where we're going right we're gonna get a group of ex WWE prominent females mm-hmm. versus a group of AEW originals, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so help me, I think one of these WWE ladies is going to be fucking Mercedes Monet. Nope. No. Ugh. No. Tim. Mm. No. Mm. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, she's too busy putting New Japan on the map. Uh, well, yeah, of course. Duh. You're right. Yeah. Dude, did you ever hear of New Japan before right. Wrestle Kingdom when she showed up? <laughs> yeah. My only hope is that's just her healing it up, which, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Right. No, that, that's, that's her totally. But I don't feel like it shit. is. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm trying to give her a little bit of credit. But anyway. What a moron. <laughs> trying to balance what? how many times I shit on someone. <laughs> no, she's a moron. I will yeah. gladly, unless I meet her and change the opinion in, in person, I will gladly call her a moron yeah. every chance I get. Um, but yeah, so I think we're getting there. And I think this was how they were like, oh, you know, and to some extent, even as a heel, we all love Britt Baker, so you can roll her out there and ask her to get a, a cheer at any moment's notice. So I, that one, it's like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, it was just – it was kind of empty. It was like, what? Yes, you distracted her, but, like, I hate to, like, distract you for a roll-up. Like, distract you so I can whack you in the back of the head with a steel chair, and now you can't do shit about it, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea of, like, you made me look over here. Well, during a wrestling match, again, if this is a real thing – we're constantly running around. I'm having to readdress my surroundings and my bearings in a moment's notice. I have to be kind of quick on the draw. That's part of what's going on. So why does that suddenly fail? Because some other external stimulus that happens throughout the fucking show. <laughs> you guys are used to music. You can hear it in the goddamn locker rooms. I, I you know, right? Yeah. Like it. So it just it's weird that again, like you said, the music pops is so distracting that it will cost you a match by a simple maneuver right like a simple yeah. toe hold it's just weird right yeah i don't like it it's, and again AEW's never really done that so it also felt a little cheap because now all of a sudden they're gonna do it this first 
time and to the women yeah, of all right, right. like the one match that they get so yeah if, it kind and of women sucks, are always but... distracted right so you fuck. Uh, yeah 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 i don't know why i can't tell the events voice there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? so we go backstage and mjf is in a closet it looks like he even and says he that is... he says i'm sorry i have to be in here but like some people can't handle them so like he basically had to lock himself in the closet but tim then he says just a throwaway line yeah. that legitimately made me almost drop my heart because I didn't know what the fuck he was going with. Where he said, "Well, I'm not the first Jew to hide from a blue-eyed right person." Yeah, Bro, he's like not the first Jew to lock himself in a closet and hide from a fucking yeah. I was like, blue-eyed, Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> and again, I get you're Jewish, so you have a little bit more leeway to speak about Jewish uh-huh. history. But that had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I know. I, but hey, I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, like, let's be honest, right? Like, I, he, it got me off my phone. He still does these things where, again, he's heel. And he's saying things we don't like. And he's a bad person. But he had, like, every good villain has something where you can go like, ah, I get it. Right? Like, I, I yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. I see, right? And that's kind of one of those things where it was like, He's like, hey, let's face it, these fucking fucks would love to kill a Jew, right? And you're kind of like, yeah, I know, I get what you're saying. Probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I know what you're saying. I don't know if it's Daniel. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, yo, bro, yeah. like, hey, listen, yeah. a lot of them fucking oath keepers well, got them beards. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, they live up like, in the mountains is... of Washington. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because because then it's like, what are you alluding to? Is there something we don't know right, about? Yeah, our man, favorite am I not my I misunderstanding? Yeah. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, yeah, Brian Danielson is not. The you know the libertarian right wing nut job. However, we know enough yeah. to know, you know, he's yeah. probably right so, there with you saying, "Yeah, fucking, they want to kill." The it's no. so weird. Well, so, no. Yeah, great, great little uh, dig there in that line specifically. But the overall promo also good as well. Which again, as we've discussed, very Samoa Joe esque. Where everything he delivers to MJF is at, at its worst a B plus. Yeah. So here he goes, and he says to Kesha. Uh, you better keep out of my business, which again makes me think that we might get a. He doubled down MJF. on the take a shit. Out. He said, like, yeah, of course I know your fucking name. Like, of course it speaks to me. He's like, I just think it's fucking hilarious. And the fact that you guys don't agree, <laughs> right? Like, so I think, yeah. I think we're going to get some type of way that Brian Danielson says, Hey, I've been wrestling this entire time. You have to wrestle at least once before the pay per view. I wouldn't be shocked if it's those two, MJF and Takeshita. Yeah, that so makes we'll sense. See. But. The surprise of the night is MJF says, hey, you've been beating these guys, but I know someone who's just as technically as gifted as you and just as ruthless and mean and bastardized as you. That isn't Pac. And it's this guy from Pro Wrestling Noah and formerly NXT, Timothy Thatcher. And that motherfucker is cool as shit. I like Timothy Thatcher. If if you've only known him from NXT, you got a you've got a watered down version of what this mm-hmm. guy brings from well, the whole kind of so, character standpoint. And so this is one thing that AEW's getting better at. Back a year and a half, two years ago, MJF would talk about Nick Gage, right? And you just happen to hopefully know who Nick Gage is. But this time, in the moment, he says, roll the clip. And we see Timothy Thatcher taking motherfuckers out. That's where we've talked about in the past where it's like, cool. 
Will Ospreay shows up. I don't know who the fuck Will Ospreay is. Like, you got to tell me who this person is. And now again, they didn't lay it out for you as like, Timothy Thatcher is this, this, and this, this. But no, but you, you saw some glimpse of some very violent behavior, and right? Some wild and so eyes, you, and you went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, right. And so now you go like, "I don't know who that is," but man, that guy looks like he could beat up Brian Danielson. And so now next week, Timothy Thatcher versus Brian Danielson, dude. Oh. Think about this show. Think about this show. It's Dayton, Ohio, as people like to say, a random episode, even though yeah, stories progress. But we got next week, Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen in a no holds barred match. And then the third match with Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. Yeah. They better have four well, EMTs on hand. And you mentioned this being in Dayton, Ohio, and, and, and you didn't and you mentioned throwaway, but I, to and you didn't mean this as a slight on Dayton, Ohio. That crowd is gonna be fucking hype. These Ohio yeah. boys love them some wrestling. They're going to be sauced by the time this show is starting. So on top of all this amazing stuff we're getting on the product, the crowd is going to make it even better. They're going to be so hyped for this. This show is going to be a banger. And I'm going to yeah, well, yeah, to clarify, what I mean by that is it's not it's not winter it's is not coming. Chicago, it's not, it's not right. Well, it's not a named one either. Right. It's not a winter is coming or True. a spring break or a, just AEW Dynamite. It's just AEW Dynamite. Yep. And you're getting these three fucking matches. Yeah. Damn. It's gonna be crazy, and it yeah, this Timothy Thatcher, Brian Danielson thing, it's gonna be God one we remember. Damn. That's gonna be some fun stuff. I oh, I've God. missed Timothy Thatcher, and I didn't realize it till I saw all three that, matches are gonna be thing, insane. Yeah. We might just be on here next week, just going like I'm honestly surprised. I didn't realize when we had Timothy Thatcher in NXT that that was his like brought name from elsewhere mm-hmm. and still using because that was very atypical for mm-hmm. the WWE universe and NXT. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, so I'm excited for this. Very excited. Yeah. I really think next week's episode of Spanish announce table is just me and you staring at each other going like, geez, what the fuck did we see? He fucking killed him. He fucking killed yeah. the guy. Yeah. Four murders. <laughs> yeah. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. You know? So much so blood. We'll <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So then we, uh, switch gears here and it closes with what it should close yeah. with. As mentioned, it was uh, Jay Briscoe's 39th yeah. birthday. And Mark Briscoe makes his AEW debut, which he has not made his Tony Khan debut. As mentioned, he's had matches in Ring of Honor, which is now owned by Tony Khan. So this wasn't necessarily like a complete out-of-the-box moment where Mark Briscoe just shows up at random company. Right, yeah. We knew who Jay or Mark Briscoe was. Right. Right. Because Tony Khan owned Ring of Honor right. and has been doing matches under a Tony Khan yeah. owned Ring well, of Honor. Well, we've even That's seen a promo say. from the Briscoes. Yes. You know, but I just want to say, like, yeah. I just want to say, like, so it wasn't like he showed up at he made his Impact, AW Dynamite in ring match debut. Yes. Yes. Right. And again, we don't know the specifics of Warner Brothers Discovery and all that stuff, but we get this match. Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. I don't want to get too much into it because, again, I might cry again. However, the points I do want to talk about real quick, Jay Lethal, Mm. absolute huge credit to him. Obviously, Mark Briscoe has the whole world looking at him, right? The whole wrestling world is going to see how he's going to act to the whole situation. However... Other people were also close to Jay Briscoe, Jay Lethal being one of them. And this poor guy, I mean, I know he wanted to do the match, 
but I don't know if I've ever seen anyone so beat up, tore up, emotionally not stable. I mean, you know, you get what I'm saying. Before a match, like he was crying before the match even started, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. just incredible, incredible. Yeah. And and we do have one tweet the table here from Katie where she says it's heartbreaking that it took at Katie First Lady. By the way, she says it's heartbreaking that it took a tragedy for Jay Briscoe and the Briscoes to get any recognition on AEW Dynamite. Kudos to Tony Khan for making this right. Hashtag tweet the table. And again, you know, and, we've been told that this was a right. thing, and who knows and, and whatnot. But and, and I don't even think she specifically called out Warner there. She right. said it's a shame that it took this for them to get some recognition. And yeah. uh, I, yes, of course. I mean, it's all a shame. What has happened it sucks. Um, but I, we did get that recognition. They did close a show here with the man's name now, and and Mark Briscoe getting a chance to shine. And yeah, I mean, just very emotional. The match again, a good match. Mark Briscoe, you, you talk about Jay Lethal, I, man. To be able to hold it together, I yeah, mean, yes. I mean, you have a brother. I have a brother. Uh, everybody understands what a loss of losing your brother would be like. But they were brothers and best friends. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. and working partners. And they might have spent more time with each other than they spent with probably most others in their lives for the oh, last yeah. forty years now. And it just, I, I can't fathom how you function anything i don't know how you get up and feed yourself let alone go out and be like i'm gonna go work a wrestling match on the main event on national television live with another guy who's crying and like i just i don't know how you do it and so kudos to them uh for finding that sort of uh gusto in themselves that ability right to push through and and again for great intentions if it's for to honor jay briscoe Man, I well, just, uh... the other thing I was going to mention is this was not just a, you know, tackle headlock. Yeah, this wasn't a five moves of doom, right? This was, Hey, I'm putting this guy on a table and I'm jumping off the top rope with an elbow through his chest. Like th- they go, they got after it. You they know went in I there mean? to get so after like, it again. Yeah. So credit to them for not, not lack of a better term, but like phoning it in, right. Yeah. They went after it. Yeah. And so. Awesome. But another thing, and Tony Khan is good at touches like this. Like, so we had that match, but it's also, uh, as Excalibur says, hey, the other guy's powdered out, and we got the ROH commentators mm-hmm. here, right? Like, those small little details add an extra touch as well. Um, and I just thought the whole thing was done very well. I really do want to check out this whole tribute show yeah, that they fantastic. did that you mentioned. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was just it, – it it is sad and tragic, but it's also a good – you know, heart feeling to see that match and all the support that Mark Briscoe is getting uh, on the stage from all those folks who, again, as they're standing on the stage, you can see some of mm-hmm. them so affected to barely be able to stand out there. And it's just, it sucks and there's no real way around it. And I just applaud all of them for having the courage to kind of push through. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I I applaud, you know, congratulate whatever word fits best here. But unfortunately, AEW, this was not their first time with someone on the active roster having an untimely death. And not that you want to be the like, hey, they're always going to do this well. But now they have kind of a track record with COVID, with Brody Lee, and now with Jay Briscoe. They've never not done this well is what I'm getting at. So credit to them for understanding how the pro wrestling fan may want to receive a television show that has this type of news in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for being a company that's what 
three and a half years, four years old, the stuff that they've gone through, and this isn't just an AEW love fest because COVID also affected WWE. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world. But yeah, no, um, but I think AEW has, like you said, for only being three and a half years, they do seem to have a good feel on the pulse of the wrestling industry, at least at its core yeah. fans. And, and this is, yeah, it, and this it is shows a great way. in moments like this, where this feels, and WWE has given us some very heartfelt, honest, right. I'm not, folks. yeah. And I'm not saying that right. they're bad yeah. at it. I'm just saying right. that for a company that's less than four years mm. in business for yeah. them to do this, this well, where the lasting image is right in between mm-hmm. us right here. That's, pretty remarkable yeah so no, credit to them for no, that i agree um yeah i don't know any other way to end it uh you know what i mean i don't have anything else to wrap up i guess um as tom said go check out as much of the briscoe's work as you can because even if you understood what the briscoe's were and understood their legacy but honestly never really watched much of them kind of like we'd said was to us because we didn't have the tv channel mm-hmm. you know what i mean that sort of thing uh, if you get the chance, there's YouTube, there's the Honor Club. If you got the dough, uh, check out their stuff because, man, you will be surprised how good they actually were. That it wasn't just the Dem Boys gimmick that, like, these were some solid, actual hard wrestlers. One still is. We did not lose both of them, of course. We lost the one, Jay Briscoe, and that's sad. And I guess we'll just leave you with that. Uh, and next week, we'll have 420. So if you got any good ideas of of how to be the beer sponsor of the week maybe hit us up zone saying talk to me on the side uh and maybe we'll have maybe a happier outlook at the end of that show uh where you know not to make light of this tragedy or sweep it under the rug but um it, it does feel a little somber here at the end because of that and uh we appreciated the match from jay lethal a person we have met a uh, great guy and, and clearly mm-hmm. affected by this and of course mark briscoe and so i think uh until then we will just take our leave and we'll go tend to our cops and tigers and we'll see you next week the spanish announce table